Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel returns for season four on Amazon Prime this Friday. I spoke with two-time Emmy-winning supporting actress Alex Borstein before Mrs. Maisel was even a thing, back when she was promoting the 2016 animated series Border Town, shifting in and out of voices from Mad TV's Miss Swan to Family Guy's Lois Griffin. I'm here with the one and only Alex Borstein, who is in Seth MacFarlane's new animated series Border Town. Alex, thanks so much. It's an absolute pleasure. Thank you for having me. Just in case, uh, I know a couple episodes have, have already aired and, and now it's resuming, and just, but just in case our listeners haven't caught you know the first part of season one here, just give them a little rundown of, of what it's about. It's a very timely topic. It really is. It's a show called Border Town. It's the brainchild of one of the Family Guy writers named Mark Hentiman. And then Seth MacFarlane was like, this is great. And Seth jumped on and started producing it. And it takes place in a fictional town called Mexifornia. Mexifornia. is, yes. <laughs> on the border of Mexico and California. And our main character, Bud Buckwald, works as a border patrolman. And he has a family, and he is a bit of an Archie Bunker racist, kind of terrified that the, 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 the darkening of America, he, you know, sees the writing on the wall that the white man is becoming the minority, and he's terrified. And he's a bit of a bigot, set in his ways, believes that Americans are only people who are here already, doesn't matter if his family back in the day were immigrants. Whoever's here now, that's his American. Right. No new people. Right. Uh, and then next door is uh, Ernesto Gonzalez and his family. He's a Mexican who immigrated and is kind of living the American dream in a much better way than the Buckwalds could. He's got a, a gardening, a landscaping business that is flourishing. He's got a son who's a college graduate. Right. Um, you know, and this is something that just drives Bud Buckwald crazy. Um, I play Janice Buckwald and Becky Buckwald. I play uh, the wife who is gently trying to coax her husband towards seeing the light and right. becoming less of a bigot. And she sounds a little bit like this. <laughs> and then I also do Becky Buckwald, who sounds like this. And she is very politically correct. Can't believe her father wants to build a border wall. <laughs> and she's engaged to J.C. Gonzalez, the Mexican next door. <laughs> so, you know, it's kind of uh, bumping heads and... It can be extremely political at times, but what it is most of the time is funny. Let's hear from Becky, um, because I know I know Bud play, is played by Hank Azaria, which everyone you know knows and loves from Simpsons. You know, this is not his first rodeo on a show like this. Let's hear from Becky on you know what it's like working with with Hank Azaria on a show like this. You know, Hank Azaria is he is deeply talented, and my only um, my <laughs> only regret and complaint is that he records out of New York and I record out of L.A., so I don't get to, like, see him. 
and drool over him because I think he's very handsome. <laughs> did you guys, obviously, the, the whole idea of immigration had just skyrocketed during this campaign season. Did you guys know, um, you know, when you were creating the show that, that it would be such a hot topic? Or did you kind of, you know, luck into it and say, wow, that even that caught on even more than we thought? Well, you know, this show began like five years ago, five or six years ago is when Mark and, and Seth really started developing this, and we worked on a pilot presentation. So it's funny and a little sad that these topics will always be hot button, will always be center of attention, but it's also just kind of funny that it's a huge topic now that it's an election year, and that's when we're, you know, on the air and trying to get a lot of attention towards us. So it's, it's fortuitous in a way. It's also a little sad that these issues are seemingly never going to be truly resolved. Um, in terms of how do we know we're not pushing the envelope too far, we don't. <laughs> and that's what comedy is, and that's what makes it scary. And sometimes you're walking a tightrope, and you, you want to satirize, and you want to you know, shine a light on the racism to ridicule it, but sometimes people might misread that as just being racist, and you, you walk that line all the time. But I think, I think Mark and Seth do a really good job of... of you know, the, the stick, the barometer is, are, are we laughing at it in the room? When we do a table read right. and the writers and the animators listen to it, are we laughing? And that's kind of the key. Yeah, I mean, you can't, you, with comedy, you can't be afraid to go there because some of the funniest stuff, I mean, look at like a Blazing Saddles or something, you know? So just keep, yep. keep pushing the envelope. All right, well, um, what is, uh, is, is Lois there? Could she tell me the genius of, of Seth MacFarlane? Well, you know, when I first met Seth MacFarlane, he was, uh, you know, he had a kind of a George Clooney uh, Caesar haircut and Coke bottle glasses and and a vision. And his vision is now part of, you know, part of reality. It's part of the language of America and, and beyond. It's kind of amazing. He's one of the smartest people I've ever known and probably ever will know. He's, he's, uh, he's a genius, and not just comedically, just in all rights. And working with him kind of raises, raises the bar. I think it makes me a better performer. Definitely. I think, God, Family Guy is, what, in, like, 14th year or something like that? Yeah. Um, yeah, That's incredible. crazy. Now, Lois, how do, how do you and Peter keep it going after all these 14 years, man? What's the secret to this longevity of marriage? You know, he's a moron. He constantly does the wrong thing, but he's an incredible lover. <laughs> and at the end of the day, he's a good husband and a good father. So what, you, what am I going to do? <laughs> <laughs> now, I, I want Lois and Janice to go at it as opposed to who's better, Peter Griffin or the Hank Azaria. Oh, my God. <laughs> At this hour? Good Lord. Battle it out. Well, you know, Bud is very sweet, and, and Bud, he may be simple and have a small mind, but that leads to someone being able to take direction very well. Oh, but you know what? Peter Griffin has quite an imagination, and that leads to fun, never-ending fun. He's fun in the bedroom. There's always something crazy going on, and i got to pull him down off the, off the roof or whatnot. Oh, yes, but... You know, my, my husband has a job that's, that's very important. He works for, you know, he helps keep America safe. Well, my husband keeps America drunk and, and with a wide, wide waistband. So, you know, take that. <laughs> it's absolutely amazing and a, and a great gift and a rare and unique one that you can jump, jump back and forth and juggle those like that. It's unbelievable. Um, in, in that spirit, is, is Miss Swan there, Mad TV? Would, would, would she watch both of these shows? You know, I love the cartoons. I love all kinds of cartoons. I always have. I like how they can do different things with their body. <laughs> yes, I think she would be a fan. I think I think she would love 
to 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 be an animated person. Yeah, would would Miss Wan get along with uh, with Seth? Oh, you know, all the time I, I see Seth McFarlane and I tell him, you know, you look like a bat. <laughs> That's as good as it's gonna get at this hour. I love it. Hey, hey, I keep forgetting you guys. You're like three hours behind us. Yeah, it's it's almost 11 a.m. here. Come on. Um, no, that's so awesome. Miss um, Swan will forever live in our hearts, and same with Lois. And now, hopefully, you know Janice in the restroom for Border Town. Um, I know, I know, we're up against the clock, but just any final final reason if our if our listeners haven't watched the show yet, you know, remind them when to tune in and and one final pitch why they should. Border Town is a really funny animated show that. It's a little political, but mostly hilarious, and I think you're going to love it. It's twisted. It's on Fox at 7 p.m. Eastern and Pacific or 6 p.m. Central. Awesome. Well, Alex, you've been more than generous with your time and your various voices, so we really appreciate it. Best of luck with the show, and uh, keep up the good work. You're hilarious. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.